Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I discuss SmackDown from last night. And how about this? Brock Lesnar appears and Kofi Kingston grants his wish. That's right, for the WWE Championship on October 4th on Fox. That huge match, we talk about it with the Busted Open Nation. Also, big debut tonight on USA. How about this, NXT. We talked to Adam Cole earlier this week. We get the reaction from the nation. Plus, I think Bully has a great take about not just this week, but the future of NXT on USA. And speaking about the future, how about Impact Wrestling moving over to Access TV? We talk about it with who could be the face coming out of Bound for Glory. That's Sammy Callahan. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. On social media, I get a lot of feedback saying, why aren't you guys talking more about NXT? Now, I think we devote uh, a good amount of time to NXT as much as possible, but when you have shows like Raw and SmackDown basically uh, commanding the spotlight as they do and the star power that they have there, sometimes NXT... You know, gets lost in the shuffle, but we, you know, whenever there's a takeover, we give them their props. We talk about them when anything happens good on a Wednesday night. We talk about them. But now I love the fact that we are going to be forced to talk about NXT because starting tonight on USA, uh, NXT, I guess we get the first hour on USA and the second hour on the network, correct? Yes. And I think what we're getting and the reason why there are times we don't talk a lot about NXT bully is. We talk about NXT when it's live. You mentioned TakeOver. When do we talk about TakeOver? Why? Because it's live. And now that it's going to be live every Wednesday, and you're right, they have the replay on the network. I think right now uh, the NXT on the network is just it's just a, for replay purposes only. But now that you're able to watch it live for two hours on USA, yes, that's going to be in the rotation. When we open the show, on Thursday mornings, we're going to be talking about NXT. That hasn't always been the case. And I understand some of the frustration from the busted open nation, like certain Thursdays, we didn't talk a lot about NXT. Why? Because it didn't happen the night before. It actually happened a week before that. And if you're ever on social media or on any of the dirt sheets, you know what happened. That will not be the case. Instant reaction now on Thursday mornings after NXT Wednesday nights. Absolutely. And like I said, I love the fact that we're forced to watch it. Now be- NXT now becomes must-see programming for the WWE. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited to talk about something new on the show on a weekly basis. Uh, and, you know, starting October 2nd, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the decision that wrestling ma- fans make when the, the funniest thing about it all is you don't have to make a decision. You don't have to pick one or the other. You can watch both products with a great big smile on your face. Whether you like both products or not, that remains to be seen. But you can be happy that you get to see both products. And, and Dave, before we came on the show today, you know, we were talking a little bit about things that we wanted to talk about. And... I know we're, we've already asked the question, like, who's going to be watching tonight? I think an even more specific question that I'd like to ask the nation, and I, and I would really love to hear their feedback, is if you are an AEW fan, let's say that you've been fed up with the WWE and you've put all your eggs in the AEW basket, will you be watching NXT tonight? Do you think they will be? 
I think they will. And I think it's a great question. And why the WWE and NXT has a bit of an advantage here is they're starting tonight. They're not waiting until October 2nd to go head-to-head with AEW. They're starting it tonight. So maybe some fans that are on the fence or maybe some fans that are interested in both, like, hey, you and I are, if we're very compelled in the storylines and we love what we're seeing, then maybe what we're going to watch live on Wednesdays is going to be NXT and what we're going to catch on our DVR after what takes place live on USA is when we're going to watch AEW. That's what's fascinating to me. There's a lot of fascinating questions when it comes to what's going to happen on Wednesday nights. Because with NXT, you would agree that the perception of NXT was it was a developmental brand, correct? Correct. And also that it was taped and it was on the WWE Network. And we know that there's a much bigger audience on USA than the people who actually subscribe to the WWE Network. They're going to need, and when I talk about need, I'm talking about USA and WWE, they're going to need more people to tune in. They're hoping that the diehards that were watching on the network, they know they have those fans, but they're hoping those mainstream fans that maybe tune into Raw and SmackDown are now going to tune into NXT on Wednesday nights. Dave, as you're talking, it you got me thinking, what's going to be the most important night when it comes to a rating? Will it be tonight for NXT? Will it be the first night AEW debuts on TNT? Or will it be the first night that SmackDown debuts on Fox? Oh, my God. That's a great question. Um, I'm going to throw out NXT out of the conversation for me. Because I think when you look at NXT on Wednesdays, already because they have the show on USA, and because I think NXT is going to be more of a work in progress, I think they're looking at NXT as like, hey, we're going to have an audience right off the bat in week one, but we're hoping that audience builds in the coming weeks. And you can already see the signs of that with all the commercials that we saw for NXT on Raw and SmackDown. So I think the WWE's betting at whatever number they get for tonight is going to build in time. I think the fascinating is what you just said about Raw. Forget no, no. Sorry, for AEW, SmackDown, for SmackDown, yeah. SmackDown on Fox and for AEW on Wednesday, because I think that needs to be a big pop. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at that first Fox show. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking at that first AEW show on TNT, because what happens, bully, if NXT gets a bigger rating than AEW? Are they in panic mode? I, I think it's fascinating when it comes to that first rating. I don't think AEW will be in panic mode for some time to come because even if things go wrong, I believe that Tony Khan will just buy his way through the problems. He, he would have to because if that many problems were to happen that quick, it's, it's, uh, it's a little difficult to get o- over those hurdles at first. Um, from what I understand from some of the people that I talk to, and I'm not talking about like whispers in the dark, I'm talking about just friends that I speak to in the wrestling business. It seems like AEW has a really great you know, working locker room right now, no animosity, everything's very smooth, it's going well, nothing but positive, positive vibes coming out of the AEW camp, you know, so that's good, and if they do have any problems, I'm sure Tony has his safety nets and his fail-safes in place to buy them through those problems. I mean, if you have guys like, I'm just going to use JR and Chris Jericho. You got, you got those guys under contract for three years. At the very least, you know you're going to have a, a three-year run with the company. Obviously, we hope it's going to be more. But um, he'll, he'll get through any of the initial problems that almost all, all wrestling companies who start up from brand new endure. It's not going to, I mean, Dave, I think we can agree that there's not going to be anything special about Tony Khan and AEW when it comes to the normal problems that arise from starting a brand new wrestling company. It's a complete, it's a completely different perspective. I think when it comes to Tony Khan, because it's from a, he's from a different world. Like, you know, when you look at the WWE, when you look at Impact, when you look at, you know, any other wrestling organization, there's people in place. With Tony Khan, he comes from that NFL world. So I'm wondering, 
bully if that's going to give a different perspective. I'm wondering if not maybe not butting heads, but like Cody and the Bucks will have one perspective, and Coney and Tony Khan will have a different perspective, coming that he is from a completely different world than Cody and the Bucks. Does that make sense? It, listen, it makes perfect sense, especially in wrestling when when the boys are involved. History has taught us that when too many wrestlers are involved with the creative process, things will eventually go wrong. I'm not talking about having one wrestler involved or, you know, you know, two or, or, or former wrestlers. But when you have active wrestlers with lots of different visions, mm-hmm. things potentially go wrong. And listen, everybody right there, everybody there right now is in a honeymoon stage. And they'll be in that honeymoon stage for a while. And as long as AEW does good with their debut show, they're going to be fine. If they if they debut with a lackluster rating, people might start to scratch their head and everybody will be coming out of the woodwork, especially the WWE fans and any of the AEW haters are going to be pointing their fingers at, aha, uh-huh, you see, they're not as good as they, they, they said they were because they only did this as a rating. And, and that'll be just be people jumping on the hatred bandwagon. Um, I have a high hopes for them. I think they're going to do really well. I, lo- I, I got to tell you, man, I'm sitting there and I'm watching um, a, a show on TNT or whatever I'm watching on TV, and that AEW commercial pops up, Dave. I am fully invested. Yep. The, co- the commercial itself has me hooked. I know I want to watch it just from the commercial because it looks so exciting and it looks so different. I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. And listen, I can't wait for tonight with NXT, but once we get to October 2nd, man, I am so fully invested. But it's a fascinating discussion when you mention about the boys and about, you know, the creativity and the boys being in charge of that aspect. And you look at Tony Khan coming from the world of the NFL. You know, I always bring it up on this show, Bully, working with the NFL for 13 years. I kind of have that perspective. And when you look at the the world of the NFL, what do you have? You have your owner, you have your general manager, and you have your coach. And we see a lot of times that, hey, the owner says, hey, I'm I'm hiring this head coach. I have the full confidence in my GM and my head coach that they know what they're doing. They're experts at football. I'm the owner. I'm supplying the money. But these guys know what they're doing. They have the ball. Go run with it. But when does that change? When the team doesn't succeed, right? And then you start to see the owner starting to make football decisions. We see that all the time in the world of the NFL. When Uncle six, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Jones is the perfect example of that. Hey, he hires a Bill Parcells. He hires a Jimmy Johnson. He hires a, you know, a Garrett. Hey, I have, I have the utmost confidence in this guy. He's the football guy. He's going to be making decisions. I'm not going to make any decisions. But when attendance starts to go down and the losses start to build up, all of a sudden Jerry Jones is not only starting to make football decisions, he's also getting a little mouthy on the microphone and talking to the press. I'm wondering if the same thing could happen with AEW. If Tony Khan starts to see things he doesn't like, is he going to start to get a little antsy and start making some of those pro wrestling decisions? Well, if he starts to get antsy and start, let's just say he starts to get that way with the press, which I don't think is going to happen. I think he's going to have some a, a level head around him like Cody. I think Cody will be able to help him say, you know what, Tony, we don't necessarily want to say this. But Tony's been around the wrestling business as a fan since he was a kid. He knows how to deal with the media. I mean, Dave, I, I know you're not a huge soccer fan, um, but in Europe, the press is brutal when it comes to the way they cover uh, teams in England. Alex, who does um, who do the Khan family own again over there? Fulham. Okay, so Fulham is not like uh, they're not Manchester United or Chelsea or Liverpool or Arsenal, but. If, if you're an owner of a team over there and your team is not producing, you are fair game and they will bombard you. So Tony has uh, definitely has uh, experience dealing with the press. And so far, what I've seen from him, um, he's been ultra professional. He's been fun. He's been engaging. I don't think they're going to have those problems. What I, I just want to get back to NXT, Dave, and get your opinion real quick. Tonight's show on USA 
do you want to see the same NXT that we have seen from day one? Like same look, same arena, same feel, same everything? Or do you think they need to pump it up a bit to make it look like what AEW will look like? Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Should NXT change? Hey, we know it's going to be at full sale, but knowing they're going to go up against AEW in just a couple of weeks and knowing you're going to have a mainstream Raw SmackDown audience tuning in for the first time, do you think they should change? And my answer, Bully, is absolutely no. Hmm. Fascinating. Interesting. You know what my answer is? Go ahead. Absolutely no. Ah, yes. Here's the thing. Between Raw, SmackDown, and AEW, because we know what AEW's TV is going to look like. It's going to look just like their pay-per-views. They all kind of look the same because they're going to be coming from bigger arenas, right? Yep. Hello. Hello. What are you doing? Hello. I'm, I'm Hello. here, Bully. I'm listening to you. You're, the table, the floor is yours. You're not answering. I, can't, I legit couldn't hear you for a second. Oh, I thought you... I, 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 maybe, I we got, maybe, maybe we got caught in a mosh. <laughs> maybe. We were listening <laughs> to the trooper going into... Coming back from break. So all those shows are going to look the same. NXT already looks distinctively different. I would stay with that different look. I'd pour a little... I, maybe I'd put a little sugar on top. Maybe I'd sweeten it up just a little bit, mm. but I want that look that got them to the dance because it's going to look different from AEW. I think NXT needs to go with that intimate feel, that raucous feel, that very ECW-esque feel where the fans are right on top of the action because, listen, much like in ECW, the fans were so much a part of what got that company to the dance. It's the same thing with NXT. Those NXT fans really helped get that company where it was. And those NXT fans being so passionate about their product and being right on top of that product, I think that's going to make the, uh, the show tonight real interesting to watch because if you think the wrestlers are going to be fired up tonight, man, where do you see that crowd? Yeah, and, and Bully, and we had Adam Cole on our show on Monday, and he said he hopes that what we're going to get from NXT on Wednesdays is possibly... Wrestling fans that may have tuned out over the last 10 or 15 years to tune back into NXT because it's all about the wrestling. So for me, like you talked about just a little bit, maybe just a little sweetener on top of it. I, if, if I was NXT and if I was the WWE, I would even scale back just a little bit more than what we see on the WWE Network. I would make it maybe a little bit more darker. I maybe have a little less production than we normally see on Wednesdays for that hour. Because, but, Go ahead. But will USA go for that? I think they will because I think they want to be completely different than what we see on Mondays and Tuesdays. Listen, what's been the tagline? No BS. No bullshit. NXT's strictly about the in-ring work and the wrestling. Well, if that's true, then I want to be as far away from Raw and SmackDown as humanly possible. I totally agree. I'm just wondering if USA is going to be cool with having something that doesn't look as polished as what we've seen for the past 30 years on their, you know, or 25, 30 years on their TV show with Raw and SmackDown. That's my only concern because you could definitely see execs high up, despite that they have a great relationship with WWE going, hey, we need this to look a little bit more TV friendly. We definitely need this to look a little bit more polished like your other, like your other shows. However, I agree with you, Dave. I think that they should leave it alone. And if they just need to shine it up a, a little better, turn that some bitch sideways and shove it straight up everybody's candy ass, then they can. Are they going to get the mainstream audience from Raw and SmackDown? Like, will NXT get a rating that's close to Raw or SmackDown tonight? Oof. Good one. You normally don't stump me. I'm hoping yes, 
because I think that the the uh, the outlook for NXT is real bright because of the action in the product. I think the way the WWE has been promoting NXT on their two main shows, I think they're going to do pretty for at least for the hour on USA. I think they're going to do well. But let's look at it from a different perspective, Dave. How much time? Is the WWE asking people to invest tonight in reality? Uh, what do you mean? One, uh, one hour. Because they're only on for an hour in USA. No, they're on. Getting... No, they're on for they're on for the, the the for two it's for two hours. The first two weeks, Dave, they are only on the first hour on USA. Yeah, but like once we get past that, then it's going to be the yeah, full two October hours. October second, the full yeah, two hours. I'm talking will be about USA. tonight, Dave. Oh, tonight, yes, and it's just the the one hour. Did you see how he tried to cover his ass on that one? No, I'm serious was- because because you're you're if you're if you're the WWE, you're hoping moving forward that you can invest the full two hours, correct? Um, yes, absolutely. I was just speaking about tonight. Okay. Tonight, the WWE is really asking for one hour of the universe's time. Spend one hour with us from eight to nine on USA and check out NXT. And because I do not believe they're asking a lot of the audience, I think they're going to have a good showing. Well, here's the thing, and I'm glad you brought up about they're really only asking for an hour. But in reality, I don't look at it just for tonight. I look at it for the whole week because you got the three hours on Monday and the two hours that's going to eventually be on Fox on Friday. Is that asking too much? Because, listen, when it's on the network, Bully, you could kind of take time off. You could watch it at your leisure. Knowing that it's taped, I could watch this anytime. I don't have to watch it on Wednesdays while it's being played. But you're asking your WWE fans to invest a lot of time, especially since this show is going to go two hours. Is that too much time to ask your audience to invest in a pro wrestling product? Here's why I'm going to say no. Mondays is built in. You know you're watching Raw no matter what. Even the people who say they hate it, they're still watching True. too. Now, we get a day off on Tuesday. Now on Wednesday, we get something completely different in NXT. When you watch Raw and SmackDown, you could get back-to-back the same shows, right, Dave? Yeah. We, we've seen it before. Um, so now on Mondays, I'm getting you know, you know, the tried and true show, Monday Night Raw, the flagship. Now on Wednesdays, I'm getting NXT, which is completely look, feel, action, characters, so, so now it's, I'm invested in another product. It's just like watching a, a completely different product because I'm going to also be watching AEW. And now on Fridays, I'm getting wrestling. So that day in between, I think, is going to really help. And here's the thing about Fridays. I don't know, despite the fact that Fox has dumped a boatload of money into Vince McMahon's lap for must-see programming on friday nights i don't know how much of it is going to be must see just because people do have the option of dvr and watching it saturday morning when most of the country may not have anything to do now let's look at the trigger that they pulled last night it's the trigger that i said that they would pull from day one you kept asking me about brock and i told you when are we going to see brock you said we were going to see him when they debut on Fox. And I said, if I was the WWE, I would do something even before the WWE, before the debut on Fox. I'd try him out there a week before. Well, we got him last night, which is more than a week before. And based on the match that was made, you know that they are firing all of their shots on that night. And, you know, we're going to get into Brock in just a couple of minutes, but you're, there was a three-prong question that you asked, and that third prong was about Fridays with SmackDown. And you kind of just answered my question because I think with a Friday night show, a lot of people might DVR. It's Friday night, man. So a lot of people might DVR that and watch it Saturday morning. I'm telling you right now, that is not the plan for Fox. The reason that they wanted to go with the WWE 
Because they were certain that the WWE fans would watch it in the moment. If they were worried about the DVR, that's why they were escaping from the programming they already had. Because they had a problem on Friday nights where people were DVRing, DVRing their programming and not watching it in the moment. They were banking on the WWE Universe watching SmackDown in the moment on Friday nights. I'm curious, Bully, if that's what's going to take place once that show starts. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. You called it. You said you said a week before, but you're almost right on point. Brock comes out last night, makes the challenge. Kofi Kingston with a little bass in his voice, you know, told the the you know the rest of the new day, get the hell out of here, man. Let the WWE champion stand in this ring by himself. And he accepts the challenge from Brock Lesnar. And we're gonna see it on that debut on Fox. And listen, we knew at some point this was going to happen for a couple of reasons. One, I think you need Brock for SmackDown on Fox. And two, Kofi said it months ago. Hey, for this to be a legitimate title reign, he needs to face Brock Lesnar. Well, guess what? He's going to get his opportunity on that debut show. And there's where I had a problem with last night's segment. I loved the segment because what it's set up and what it's going to do and how it's going to, you're basically advertising the biggest match that's ever going to happen on Fox right off the bat. I mean, Brock hasn't wrestled on raw or SmackDown in forever. Correct. Yeah. A free match. Um, but Brock comes to the ring. When was the last time that we saw Brock Dave? Uh, the last time we saw Brock was at SummerSlam losing to Seth Rollins. Yes. Has he had one match since losing? No. How the hell does he get a shot right off the bat? He can come in the ring and challenge the champion. Anybody can have their music hit and challenge. But it's the champion who has to accept and for a reason. Last night, I would have liked to have seen them bring the story forward. Because you're right, Dave. Months ago, Kofi Kingston did say that in order for him to be vindicated as champion, he needs to beat Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Last night, I would have loved Kofi to man up and tell Brock, you don't deserve shit. You lost your last match. You got pinned at SummerSlam, and because you're a part-timer and come and go as you please, you haven't beaten anybody. Let me tell you who does deserve a title shot, Brock. This guy. And this guy, and he, Kofi could have went down the entire list of names that do deserve shots before Brock Lesnar. And that's when Kofi could have got to the but. But you are Brock Lesnar. And Brock, you know you not having this championship around your waist eats away at you. You need this championship just as much as I need to beat you for vindication. So to guys like uh, AJ Styles and guys like uh, Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre, and he could just go through the list, I'm sorry, but Brock, I accept your challenge. I love it, but you know, Bully, over the next few weeks until we get to October 4th, they are not going to make any reference of Brock losing to Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. I, I'm sure they want everyone to forget what took place at SummerSlam and just be completely focused on what's going to happen on that debut episode on Fox. Dave, not going to disagree with you. I'm just telling you, I'm a storyteller, and that's the story I think the WWE Universe would have liked to have heard because it's the legitimate yep. story. Does Brock Lesnar deserve a championship match right now? No, because like as you said, at SummerSlam, he lost to Seth Rollins. Yeah, if we're going off his record and, and, and his performance right now, no, you don't deserve a title shot. No, he lost, that, he lost at WrestleMania to Seth Rollins, and then, you know, in a rematch, he lost at SummerSlam. So you're absolutely right. He does not deserve a championship match against Kofi Kingston for the WWE title.
So I would have loved to have tell have Kofi remind Brock of why he doesn't deserve a championship spot and kind of hold it against Brock going, you're a part-timer, dude. You ain't around here every week. You might have been able to push everybody else around, but I'm the SmackDown. I'm the WWE champion. You're not going to do it to me. But I've said it before. I need to beat you. And not only do I need to beat you, I would have loved to have beat you at WrestleMania, but I'm going to beat you on a bigger night and a bigger stage. Now, obviously, Kofi can't make this promise because, Dave, here's my next question. (laughs) Any chance in hell that Kofi Kingston beats Brock Lesnar on the debut show on Fox? You talk about the question I asked you that had you stumped, man. That's the same question that you're throwing at me, Bully. Because what a unique opportunity to take Kofi Kingston to that next level. If you were able to have Kofi Kingston beat Brock Lesnar in that debut episode, then you know what? Man, you're getting behind Kofi. You're saying, this is our champion. This is the guy. This is the face of the franchise. And this is the person that we want to take to that next level and really show that we have all faith and confidence in Kofi Kingston being your WWE champion on Fox, our show. But you're right. I got to give you the honest answer from my gut. And I don't think there's any way Kofi Kingston wins. I think we're going to see Brock Lesnar with that WWE Championship title around his waist. I mean, if you, th- this move to Fox is the biggest move in the history of the WWE. Is this bigger than them going to pay-per-view? I, I I would agree with you. I think this is the I th- I really do believe what you just said is 100% right. I think this is the this is the biggest thing since Vince McMahon decided to take this company national. I mean, listen, you can buy yourself onto pay-per-view, can't you? Yeah. You can't buy yourself onto Fox TV, can you? No. You. This is everything. What did Vince McMahon want when he took over this company from his father? He Worldwide wanted, domination and exposure. And he was able to do that. But what did he want more than anything else over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years? He wanted coverage. He wanted to get away from the perception of pro wrestling and he made it sports entertainment. Why? Because he wanted all the mainstream attention that he possibly could get and he wanted this product to be legitimate. Like kind of like Al Pacino and, and Godfather Three. He wants to make Absolutely. everything legitimate and just completely disinfect the stink that was around that term from all the decades in the past. Now you're going to be on Fox on prime time, not 11 o'clock at night, not at midnight, at 8 p.m. prime time during the week. And this is everything Vince McMahon wants. I agree with you. This is the biggest thing since he had this company go national. And if you're going to debut on Fox on October the 4th with SmackDown and you have Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar for your championship, Dave, who is the biggest name in the WWE right now? It's Brock Lesnar. I mean, other than John Cena, who's who I, I'm not, not around, who's not around, Brock is the guy. And since Brock is the WWE guy and he's a former UFC guy, Brock's name is known by people who might not be wrestling fans. There might be people out there who not only don't get cable, but are Brock fans from the UFC. Brock is going to should bring a lot of eyes to this show on Friday. He's the biggest name, and that's why they're going with him. And Brock, as your champion, is what's best for business right now with your show going to Fox. And when I say best for business, people, you have to understand something. I'm not talking about what you like in or out of the ring. People are going to bitch and complain and go, really? Brock's best for business over Kofi? Kofi this, Kofi that. Are they going to mention anybody else? Yes. When it comes to the dollars and cents of Vince McMahon's wrestling business, Brock is the guy. If you think anything less, you're not an educated wrestling fan. Think of outside the world of wrestling. Right across the street from Sirius XM is Fox. If you were to stand outside that building and ask 10 random people 
on the street, who's Kofi Kingston? How many people do you think would know who Kofi Kingston is? Uh, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say five. All right. How many people know who Brock is? Eight. I would I would actually go with all ten. I think okay. if you went to t- up to ten random people on the street and asked who's Brock Lesnar, they would tell you who Brock Brock Le- or I should say Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar. But I think they would. I think everybody would know who he is. He's a mainstream name, and now the WWE is mainstream, moving over to Fox on Friday nights. Bully. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. As a fan, I would love to see Kofi win. I'll be rooting for Kofi. But you mentioned about best for business. And WWE is all about what's best for business, which is smart, especially when you're moving over to Fox. And I can't see Brock losing to Kofi on October 4th. Um, The businessman in me trumps the fan in me on this one. And to be quite honest with you, I'm a huge Brock fan. I have, I have never not had a reason to be a Brock fan. Take away my personal feelings about him, um, being friendly with him, that does not matter at all. As a wrestling fan, I love what I get out of Brock because he reminds me of guys back in the day. He reminds me of attractions. He reminds me of guys that I just had to see because I didn't see them all the time. <clears throat> Here's, here's an interesting comparison, Dave, which a lot of people might not be able to relate to. Antonio Inoki. Remember yep. watching him wrestle? Yes. How often did Inoki wrestle? Oh, my God. Once in a blue moon. Was it special when he did? Yes. Was it a big deal? Oh, always. Did people pay? Yes. That's how what I kind of can uh, compare Brock to. He's that. He's that he, he's that anomaly. He's that he's that unique performer within the WWE can, that can do whatever he wants. Have you ever seen Brock Lesnar really fail in anything he's done in the WWE? No, I actually I've I I haven't really ever seen him fail. Even when he tried out for the Minnesota Vikings, when he when he tried his hands at the NFL years after you know graduating from college. I really wouldn't call that a failure because he, he was there all the way to the end, and there's a lot of people that thought the Vikings were foolish in not signing Brock Lesnar. So I've never seen Brock fail. And he get, when you watch a Brock match, despite the fact that Brock might not give you the type of high spot match that a lot of people crave these days. He's giving you psychologically sound matches that have you investing in him and his opponent. Brock makes you want to see Brock lose and whoever he's in the ring with win. Look at what he was able to do with Goldberg in three minutes. Look at what he was able to do with AJ Styles. Look at what he was able to do with Daniel Bryan. Now, all those guys are great wrestlers. Yes, even Goldberg, because Goldberg, I'm not going to say he's a great wrestler. He's a good wrestler, but he was a great storyteller with Brock. It, those are Brock stories that are being told. And you nobody can tell me that when they watched matches against Brock and Goldberg, Brock and AJ, Brock and Daniel Bryan, that you weren't invested. Brock and Seth Rollins, we were invested. And it wasn't necessarily the moves. We were invested in the story. And that's what we're going to get from Brock and Kofi. I guarantee you that Brock will do the same thing with Kofi as he did with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. You're going to see the bigger bigger guy versus the smaller guy. And you're going to think all hope is lost for Kofi. And then Brock is going to give Kofi so much hope. And it's going to build and build and build and build. And right at about the time you think Kofi Kingston is going to win, Brock's going to take it away. Let, let me ask you this, because everything you said makes 100% sense. And you mentioned about him being the ultimate attraction. And you mentioned like an Antonio Inoki back in the day. Because it's somebody you didn't see much. And when you saw him, you knew it was a big deal. And it was a big event. And you would pay money to see him. With Brock Lesnar, this is where we get into that discussion that we always get into when it comes to Brock. 
Because here we're not just talking about Brock Lesnar being on SmackDown for the Fox debut. We're talking about Brock Lesnar going after the WWE Championship. And we're saying that most likely we're going to see Brock as the champion. So if we see Brock as the champion, is he going to be that attraction? Or because it's on Fox and there's some expectations when it comes to that championship title, are we going to see Brock more than we've ever seen him before? I would hope so. As the champion and without having commitments to uh, the UFC, I hope we see Brock at least two out of every four weeks a month. And I maybe they can even convince Brock, and this would blow people away, Dave. Maybe they could even convince him to wrestle once a month on SmackDown and defend the championship. Because if Brock were to wrestle once a month on SmackDown and defend his championship, I don't think anybody can ever say a word again. Yes or no? I think what you just said would silence everybody. If you saw Brock twice a month and he actually wrestled once a month, then forget it. You're right. There, You can never hear a Brock Lesnar complain again. And let's go with the Japanese mentality on booking the champion and try to apply it to Brock Lesnar. Just because you see a world, um, an IWGP champion wrestling doesn't necessarily mean he's defending the championship. Sometimes they're in a tag match. Sometimes you're in a six-man match. As a matter of fact, that's how the Japanese keep their champions out there without them prostituting the World Heavyweight Championship. There are so many times where an Okada or a, um, a, a Tanahashi, you still get to see them, but they're not in a singles match defending their championship. They're in a tag, or they're, most likely they're in a six-man. Mm. I have no problem seeing Brock Lesnar in a six-man because, A, I'm getting to see Brock Lesnar wrestle. B, whoever is standing next to Brock Lesnar during that six-man is getting the mother trucking rub. Let me ask you this, Bully. Is it more important for Brock to possibly defend that title once a month on Fox or once a month on a pay-per-view? Fox. I agree. Definitely Fox. You want to do anything and everything you can for this Fox show. As you said earlier, and as I have said from the beginning of the time when I was on this show, Vince has had a vision for the WWE. He's had many different stages and many different visions. This is the be-all and end-all. This is legit television. This is as cleaned up as it gets. Uh, You compared it to The Godfather 3, which was an awesome reference. Michael Corleone wanted to legitimize the family business. And that's what Vince is doing by bringing the WWE to Fox. It's as legit as it gets. A billion dollars. How else can you possibly say it? What, like, this is as dumbed down as it gets. So if you're going to be legit and more people are going to see your product than have ever seen before, you want the biggest names there. Because... Fox is not going to be as accepting as an off night from the WWE as USA might be. Mm. Fox is expecting real numbers every week. Wow. You you don't think so? No. What you're saying is hitting home. Because there's a lot of times you get the feel with Monday Night Raw that they're kind of going through the motions. A lot of times you feel like when you watch Monday Night Raw, it almost feels like the week before, almost like deja vu, like you've seen this before. You can't get any of that when SmackDown moves to Fox. The WWE and USA have been married for 20, what, 6, 27 years now? A lot of years. After 26 or 27 years of marriage... Things can become complacent, can't they? A little stale. Maybe. Fox, brand new relationship. And think about how you feel when you're in a brand new relationship. So much energy. You're so invested. You're so wanting to see that person again. Just hoping that person calls. Think about all the energy you feel as a human being when you're in a brand new relationship. 
Think about how you feel when the person in that relationship hands you a billion dollars. Yeah. One billion dollars. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That was almost as scary as Corey Graves' laugh last night. Yeah. <laughs> but you get my point, Dave, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's a, to it's quote a, it's the, a uh, the great uh, Chris Rock, there's nothing like new. Uh, never mind. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it's it's going to be so important. Brock is the best one for business. Um, I don't think Kofi's going to be left out in the cold at all. Him back with the New Day, doing what they do. Because, listen, how many people out there have uh, may never have seen the New Day? It's true. This, I mean, you're, you're a, hoping. A, you're hoping that you're going to get a lot of viewers, Bully, that have never seen the New Day. And I could hear people right now, Dave, going, how could they possibly say that people might not know the New Day? Listen, people. There are like 300 million people in the United States. I'm sure that not all of them know what wrestling is or who the New Day is or maybe not even know who Brock Lesnar is. This, this show on Fox, while continuing the SmackDown brand, is also a huge reset. Because this is the opportunity for Vince McMahon to bring his product to new eyes that have never seen them before. And if he's going to do that, he's going to want to do that with a cohesive New Day, with a cohesive Brock Lesnar, with everybody hitting on all cylinders. If you've never seen the WWE before, Dave, and you turned on um, Fox, do you want to see the New Day together or do you want to see the New Day split apart? Yeah, you want to see the New Day together. There you go. That because that's what makes sense right now. That at least that's what I would do. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Wrestler of the Year of 2018 for Impact Wrestling, and he has a chance to be your Impact Champion at Bound for Glory. He is Sammy Callahan. Sammy, how are you, my friend? I'm good, but you remember when you threw a whole tizzy fit over me calling your show a podcast, and now it's actually a podcast? I think I was just ahead of the time with calling it a podcast, and I think I should be thanked for that now. You know what? Uh, the executives here at SiriusXM actually told me to thank you. So, Sammy, thank you for that. You are welcome. How are you guys you know, doing today? You know, you know, Dave, the, 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 uh, the, the Eliminators, Perry Saturn and John Cronus, had a name for people like you. It was called Groveler. That's not you're groveling. A you're a groveler. No. no. You're like, oh, oh, Sirius told me that it was always because of Sammy. Before Sammy came on today, you were saying how much you despise Sammy, and now that's you're groveling true. to him. See, that, it's that, totally true. That's called just lies. go listen. That's just a go lie. listen to the podcast. <laughs> that's a lot. I love Sam. Sammy Callahan, and I have worked together. Yeah, I, I know Bubba's just trying to start stuff now because I know Dave is one of my biggest fans. That's right. To your face. No. No, on social media, I, he's must-watch. I say it all the time. I love If I had to pick my favorite wrestler right now, it would be Sammy Callahan. Sammy, I'm going to screen cap. I'm going to screen cap some of the texts that LaGreca <laughs> has sent to me about you, and I'm putting them on social media. Please do. I want to see this okay. now yeah. because I don't yeah. believe okay. any bit of it because I don't believe Dave would uh, would put me down that way because – they, yeah, I know this from experience. We we've bonded now. That's right. We have bonded. I I, I I no, but I will say this: I would let Sammy come to my house and have a taste of the pierogi. <laughs> I am a big pierogi fan. He loves Let's pierogi. He loves pierogi. And Violetta's got one hell of a pierogi. Let me tell you. He's, that's my is wife it, you're talking about. She's Bully. a good cook. She's she a is. good cook. She's a fantastic cook. Sammy, seriously. Sad? I did not know what a pierogi was until I was 23 years old. We didn't have them in Ohio. You got your first piece of pierogi at 23? <laughs> yes. Oh, now I see what you're doing. Now I see what you're doing. 
I love Sammy. I love Sammy Callahan. All right, wrestling. And, and Sammy, seriously, we were talking to Ken Shamrock uh, yesterday. I mean, listen, a lot of the talk when it comes to the world of pro wrestling has been about AEW, has been about NXT going to USA, man. But huge news when it comes to Impact Wrestling. And that that move to Access TV is going to be absolutely huge, and I can't wait. And again, a lot of people, you said this on social media, Sammy, a lot of people have buried Impact Wrestling, but here it is getting stronger and bigger. Impact Wrestling is hard to kill. I mean, when you really look at it, a year ago, everyone wanted to put down Impact Wrestling. They wanted to check it out. They didn't want to give it an opportunity. Now, fast forward a year, and we're starting to get on the track of uh, becoming one of the top wrestling companies on the world again. And I and I and listen, this is legit. And now with Bound for Glory coming up, and I mentioned how you were the wrestler of the year for Impact Wrestling in two thousand and eighteen. Not just wrestler of the year, match of the year, moment of the year, like get it right if you're gonna put me over. I mean, wrestler of the year is more important, but you're absolutely right. Match of the year, everything else. It was the year of Sammy Callahan. But now the move to Access TV, which has a huge audience. This is the biggest network that Impact Wrestling has been on in its history since it was TNA on Spike TV. And now you have the chance to be the champion when you guys move to Access. 100%. Everyone asks me, why, why are you going to sign with Impact Wrestling right now? You can go pretty much anywhere in the world and you're going to Impact Wrestling. I picked Impact Wrestling because I believed in the team. I believed in the management. And I wanted to be one of the reasons that that company got better because I wanted that on my resume. And look what's happened. I think that exact thing has happened. And you know what's interesting, Sammy, is... And Dave, I'll let you and the listeners in on a little conversation that me and Sammy had about six months ago when we crossed paths. Sammy said the exact same thing to me in a personal conversation of why he signed with Impact. And I was happy to hear that Sammy was actually happy with what he was doing. And I was also happy to hear that there were people out there that were happy with being with Impact. I spent 10 years there, so I, a piece of my heart belongs to the company. It was nice to hear positive, and it was nice to hear that Sammy believed in the company, and now he is one of those guys who truly gets to you know, reap the benefits of the success that Impact's having because he was with the company when it was down and out, and it was rebuilding itself. You're going to see lots of wrestlers come out of the woodwork, and Sammy, tell me if I'm right or wrong, it's probably happening right now. A lot of people want to jump on the bandwagon right now, right? 100%, and they can jump on the bandwagon. I really don't give a crap if they jump on the bandwagon, but just know I was one of those people from the get-go that wanted to be one of the reasons that Impact Wrestling succeeded. And if it didn't succeed, I, I feel like a lot of that would have really dampened my ego, and I didn't want that to happen, so I busted my ass. The entire team at Impact busted their ass, and now it's our time to show the world exactly what we've been saying for the last year, which is we have one of the best wrestling shows on the planet today. Sammy, were you open-minded to matches and storylines and angles with Tessa right off the bat, or did it take any con convincing? 100%. I uh, actually thoroughly enjoy intergender wrestling. Uh, if you look at my company, The Wrestling Revolver, I don't even really book uh, just women versus women matches. I book everyone as their professional wrestlers, and I've booked intergender matches since day one, and that's the only kind of matches I've booked that involves women, and that's one of my biggest things. I don't believe there should be a difference between male and female. I believe we're all Marvel characters. And at the end of the day, we can all find something that will work to make everybody happy. When you look at the landscape right now with Impact Wrestling, what's the locker room like? Is is it like a team? Like, are they are you excited about the move? Is everyone on the same page? I think right now, Impact is one of the best locker rooms that's ever had because, for the most part, uh, everybody is on the same page, and everybody's friends. Uh, that's one of the biggest things. There's not a lot of people trying to stab each other in their backs. There's not a lot of people trying to bitch and complain. Everyone in that company right now, for the most part, is friends, and they're all working together to get to that next level together because we all put this company on our back and want to give it a chance to become what it used to be and maybe possibly better. 
Sammy, uh, uh, talk to me about uh, involvement from guys like Dreamer, Sabu, RVD. Uh, do you enjoy that stuff? Is the locker room open-minded to it? Or do we have a situation where uh, some talent might not uh, appreciate it because maybe some of the veterans are taking their spots? I think there's always going to be a place for guys like that. And having a guy like Dreamer, Dreamer around, even though he's incredibly fat, he's incredibly smart as well. <laughs> uh, but with the roster, there's always going to be some of those young guys that don't understand the system and uh, get, a little, get a little butthole hurt because uh, they, they think they know better. But at the end of the day, having a guy like that on your roster is completely uh, 100% just priceless. You know, Sammy, Brian Cage and, and the match that you're going to have at Bound for Glory for the championship, you actually tweeted something out. And there was a video of Brian Cage on a skateboard. And you tweeted out, I bet he tore his quad or something. The machine breaks down more than a McDonald's ice cream machine. Let's see if he actually makes it to Bound for Glory. I mean, there is, I mean, seriously, the, you know, Brian Cage is a freak. There's no doubt about it. He's super athletic, but probably yeah, not but the best idea to get on a skateboard. Six months, and he's defending the title like four times. No. Impact Wrestling needs a champion that's going to be there, hurt or not, and hold that company on their back. I'm hurt all the time. Hell, yesterday I was training, getting ready for that match, and I actually, this is 100% true to God's story. I dislocated my finger at the knuckle yesterday, completely held my finger. And without pissing up, he snapped that son of a bitch back in place and went right back to wrestling. Like, that's the type of person I am. I'm not going to take time off because my back hurts. I'm not going to take time off. Because I dislocated my finger, I'm going to be there represent the company because that's what the company deserves. There's no doubt. I mean, I tore my scrotum once, and Devon taped it up for me, and we were good to go. Jeez, sounds Lord. great. Jeez, Lord. that's why you have good tag partners to help each other with that. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, Sammy, I hate to sound like a, a fan at a wrestling revolver show, but you are a sick fuck. So are you the perf- <laughs> are you the perfect face for this move to Access TV? I think uh, I'm beyond the, the perfect face for Access TV because I'm something different. No one wants me to be the face of a wrestling company. At the end of the day, when I'm standing there holding the Impact World Championship, everyone that always said I was too short, or everyone that told me I looked too weird, everyone told me that this was never going to happen. I'm looking dead in the eyes and telling them to go fuck themselves. And you know what? Nobody appreciates that more than I do because I I came from a company that had that same belief, and I know you've stuck to your guns your entire career. You were one of the guys that was able to identify that you weren't being used correctly a long time ago, um, you know, by the developmental system, and you went on and you did your own thing. And everybody likes to talk about people like Cody and the Bucks, you know, believing in themselves and doing their own thing. Sammy... You believed in yourself and you did your own thing um, much before a lot of these guys have. Um, Does it ever bother you that maybe you're not on the same pedestal that these guys get put on? It's okay. At the end of the day, that kind of stuff isn't what I'm going to concern myself with because we look in the the peril of professional wrestling in the next 10 years. I'm going to be right up there with everybody else. I mean, I love the confidence. And and listen, Bully, on a serious note, because we talk a lot about Sammy, and we have over the last couple of years, as we should because he's been phenomenal. I really do believe he is unique. He is different, and he's must-watch. And, and Bully, you do feel the same way. When you see a Sammy Callahan match on TV, you have to watch it. Uh, I agree, and I, and I uh, enjoy and appreciate the things that are be done, being done with Tessa right now mm-hmm. because I think Tessa is the right person. Do I think every intergender match makes sense? No, but like Sammy says, it's you're like you know you're like superhero characters, and the way Tessa has been built built up over the years on Independence and how she's been built up on Impact. Tessa could be the China of Impact Wrestling, taking on a guy like Sammy Callahan. It works for me. I understand it. I'm emotionally invested in the characters. 
do I agree with every piece of psychology and every move you used? No, but that's their art form and their performance that I can appreciate them. I wish other companies out there that were extremely narrow-minded when it came to men versus women or intergender with the right people would be more open-minded about it. I agree. hundred percent. And, uh, I don't think Tessa Blanchard is the next China. I think Tessa Blanchard is the first Tessa Blanchard. And she's hit me harder than I've been hitting by half the wrestlers I've wrestled this year on the male side of the fence. And that's one of the great things about professional wrestling. Like you said, it's an art form. That's what we want to do. And it's what we want to try. At the end of the day, not one way of professional wrestling is right and not one way of professional wrestling is wrong. We can find a middle ground. The biggest problem with professional wrestling right now is the fans and all the wrestlers wanting to fight over what's professional wrestling and what's not professional wrestling. Why can't everyone just love professional wrestling, shut their mouths, and just just enjoy each other? Because this is what's going to be the end of the world with everyone fighting with each other over dumb stuff like this. Sammy, a couple of weeks ago there was you know banter on social media about what it's called is it pro wrestling to you is it sports entertainment is it a performance art is it fighting opera what's the word that you love like to call this industry it's always going to be professional wrestling to me but at the end of the day it's whatever people want to call it because everyone can have their own opinion because it's it's 2019 and it's freaking stupid that that's what people's fighting about Bound for Glory is taking place in October and right after Bound for Glory to move to Access TV. I mean, is this the biggest moment for this company, this move to Access? 100%. And I put this company on my back when no one else would put this company on their back. And guys like myself, Moose, Eddie Edwards, Brian Cage, the rest of OBE, Tessa Blanchard, we've all busted our ass to get to this position. And now I've said it. 15 times we're going to show the world while professional wrestling and impact wrestling is hard to kill last question oh go ahead ahead, no 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 please go right ahead no sammy we had conan on a couple of months ago and we were we've been speaking very honestly about impact on our two everyone be putting me over these things everyone's jumping on the bandwagon all right, you're over. What can I tell you? If you're over, you're over. I got to get OVE over. The Jericho, the podcast the other day. Everyone's been touching me over. Finally, it's not getting right. I told you this should have happened a year ago, and now it's finally happened. I can just sit back and watch. Um, I kind of forgot my question. So Dave, wait, wait a second. Here. You you were on talk as Jericho. I wasn't, but people were talking about me. Oh, know, people are talking. All right. Well, you know, when, when you've been a guest like I have, then maybe we could talk about it. Um, I've already uh, been a guest, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> son of bitch. <laughs> I want to I want to talk a little bit about Wrestling Revolver. I know you have a big show that's coming up. On no, Oct- no, I feel bad because I interrupted Bully Bubba. I messed up his entire question. Now he's going to be trapped in his mind trying to figure out what it is for the next three hours. I don't want to be in that uh, position. No, I, I, I myself. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to know why, and I've asked you this question on the show before. And if I'm a fan that has even fallen out of love with Impact or don't know about Impact, other than watching Sam, Sammy Callahan, why should I watch Impact? What makes Impact so different than any other wrestling company? People wanted the attitude error. Well, Impact Wrestling seems like the only wrestling company on the planet that's giving people the attitude error. They're they use up rules. They're not afraid to offend a little a little bit of people. They're not afraid to get a little dark. They're not afraid to get a little edgy. They're the one company that if they do something wrong and everyone gets or a couple people get offended, they're not going to apologize because that's what they did. And they're going to stick to the guns and continue to do things they want to do it. And I think that's one of the reasons why Impact Wrestling is being successful and going to continue to be more successful because they're the only company around that's going to do that right now. All right. Can I ask my wrestling revolver question now? Yeah. You put over my company. That's cool too. Let's do that. Hey, October 4th, you have a big show that's coming up and, and talk about that show on October 4th and talk a little bit about wrestling revolver because I'm sure a lot of our nation wants to hear about it. Yeah. Wrestling revolver as always is my professional uh, that I started when I quit NXT Developmental System, and I, I wanted to 
show people what my vision of professional wrestling is. And for the past three years, we've absolutely been killing it, blowing up across the scene. The Big Pancakes and Pile Drivers show every year at WrestleMania. We met last year, drew 1,500 people in New York City uh, at the uh, Hilton Midtown Ballroom. And now we're returning back to Iowa on October 4th with our third annual Tales from the Ring show, which is a sweet Tales from the Crypt theme show because I really enjoy Tales from the Crypt. But Brian Cage versus JT Dunn for the Impact World Championship. You got me versus Tessa Blanchard finally getting hardcore in an Iowa street fight. You got so many more other wrestling stars, including Lance Archer, Rich Swan, Jason Cave, and a bunch of others that you can enjoy there. So check us out on social media at PRB Revolver and our website, ProWrestlingRevolver.com. You see, this is why I'm going to have your job one day, because I can do really good bumpers for uh, promotional materials. Are you talking about me or Bully? <laughs> maybe both of you. I don't know. <laughs> and then maybe I'll come to your house and take those pierogies. <laughs> oh, oh, you got to go. It's so good. I've been there. So good. Oh, jeez, Louise, Bully. You're really pushing the limits a little bit. No? Well, what are you I talking kind of, about? I like this new, uh, this newfound respect we have for each other. We're not all at each other's throats. We can have a nice, fun conversation. Like, I think this is how we should talk from now on. Ooh, Sammy, maybe we should tag together. Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Last time uh, we did anything together, I did kick you right in the ding day. <laughs> Yeah, but we also put somebody through a table together. We did, which felt good, and 14-year-old me was extremely happy about that. But 28, 29, 30, 31, 32-year-old me was even more extremely happy about kicking you in the penis. Wow. So, My penis remembers. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open podcast rev up your thrills this summer at cedar point on the all-new top thrill 2 drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway and it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited time bundle for just 49.99 get admission parking and all-day drinks for one low price but you better hurry because this limited time bundle ends june 30th Save now at cedarpoint.com.